I was saying about the um, hereditary um, music at the end. Yeah. And at other parts, is just, I love how like it's like it's music that's in a major key. And so it's like supposed to be happy, but like they compose it in such a way that it's like so unsettling yeah. and uncomfortable. I like it a lot. Yeah. I so. haven't watched it. I don't I honestly don't think I've watched it since theaters because I've been um reluctant to watch a little girl's head get smashed on a telephone dude, yeah. again. It's, and then it's like five minutes of the dude sitting in the car just like I'm like, this is like yeah, not okay. <laughs> it's really I love it, but it's I mean, so it's, uncomfortable yeah. and unsettling. And it has the best parts of horror. At least, it has all the parts of horror that makes me, I guess, scared. Yeah. It's not scary. It's like more just unsettling. Aspects. What? Like the psychological aspects. Yeah, and just yeah. like the imagery and everything and yeah. all the... It's the same for Midsummer. Like, Midsummer like, has a lot of, like, um, like all that cult stuff. Like, that yeah. stuff just kind of... It intrigues me, and yet it still freaks me out at the same time. Yeah. Especially all the imagery that they use in that movie. Yeah. So. Too bad it sucked. <laughs> no. I liked it. I still don't like it. We could it talk about it, but. Let's talk yeah. about it. Anyways. No, so, let's talk about it okay. right now. That movie sucked. Okay. No, it didn't okay, suck. But it didn't we're, suck. It didn't suck. We're into the episode. Like we're way into the episode without saying hi again. I don't care. Again. We need to settle this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. All right. All right. In fine. just a moment. But hi. Hello. Hi, everyone. This is the Podwood Forecast. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, well, Mitchell not, not Mitchell really. is mistaken. He doesn't know what he's saying. In a way, but we, not really. Well, this is technically our first episode. Don't feel like that you've been left out or anything. But we did, like, a year or so ago, yeah. we did a couple episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. on, And they're all up on SoundCloud, so if you want to make that search and look for them, yeah. it's, it's very different and, well, not too different, but... Not as good quality, I don't yeah. think. But um, you can check them out. They're, they're fun stuff. We but literally just put up microphones and like talked. We had the worst talking. intro too. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of liked that. It was like intentionally bad. Yeah, it was great. But where I, I just like, like played guitar and like sang, and then Mitchell just bursts in, is like Podwood forecast. I like I kick a door. Yeah, I like, kick a door, and I'm like Podwood forecast, and then we just it's stupid. Leave it's leave a comment funny. like if you would want that sort of intro. And that's <laughs> that's when everyone turned this one off. <laughs> yeah, but welcome to our first episode of the Podwood Forecast, where yeah. two white guys just talk about random stuff. Yeah, and you know, there's the world the needs first more podcasts like that. <laughs> we need more white guys giving their insight on things <laughs> they don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's why we stay within the lines of things that we do kind of somewhat yeah. understand. We're just going to talk about things we enjoy. Which is why we're not going to talk about gun control or, <laughs> that's or a, all of that. that that's a running that We're kicking us. that stuff out the door. We're going to talk about The air condition just came on. Because music and movies are never political in any way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's going to be slippery no, slope. Right. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what we want to do with this show, yeah. and like I some freaking fun. Yeah, and I would like to have episodes where we talk about like bands uh, specifically for like, like rubber bands? one episode. Yeah, <laughs> those things are so intriguing. Worst freaking joke. But I don't. <laughs> that's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon it was, joke. Yeah. So. Good job. He's in my favorite band, and he just pulls out a rubber band and shoots Elmer Fudd in the eye, and then he dies. <laughs> That's it. Oh. <laughs> oh wow, great. <laughs> Love that you song. <laughs> help me. I'm dead. You squooey wabbit. This it. is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> Already, yeah. We're on a good we're off to So we'll see start. we'll see where this show goes. Yeah. Um Yeah, we'll just talk about stuff and hopefully you enjoy it, and if you don't, then... That's fine. No. I, we'll quit the podcast. <laughs> then tell us what to do better. Just for you. Without, without using slurs and cuss words. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. I'll get fired. Yeah. I'm a, I work at a church. I'm a music director, worship yeah. director over there. Mitchell is kind of too at your church. I steal money from poor, innocent people who got in car crashes. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I was going to talk about no, your totally church kidding. job, but yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't. I take money away from guilty people. I'm You're like kidding. Robin Hood. Yeah. No, I, I don't. Sure, of course. I don't literally do that. I just uh, I work in insurance and I call insurance reps and get info on claims. It's it's about as exciting as it sounds, but I like the place a You're lot. You're the middleman, though. The That's why people hate yeah, you. Yeah, they do. But it's okay. The community I work at is great, and I love where I'm at. And like Clifford, I also lead. Um, I am a worship leader at a little local downtown church here. Uh, first in worship. Bloomington, Illinois. Yeah, and I, I do that every week, and it's great. So, I live in Pekin. Yeah, so. it's about 40 minutes away. Yeah, so far away. Yeah. I miss you. I never see you. Oh, yeah. We're not even in the same room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing a Skype call thing. No. Just kidding. We could totally do that, but... I feel like since ever since you moved, I, I was like, I'm gonna see a lot less of Clifford when he moves away. But I feel like I've somehow <laughs> seen more of you ever since. I don't you know moved if away. that's <laughs> true, but maybe it just feels like that because now I work full time and the week goes by so fast, and then you're around on the weekends. That's true. Because like before, I was just sitting at home doing literally nothing. I had a long week like last week where I literally didn't do anything literally literally just sat on the couch and died literally i literally what i mean by that is that i wrote i wrote poetry that's what i mean by literal like like no new sherwood forest songs poetry no i'm actually so i'm i was working on some sherwood forest songs kind of you need to hurry man (laughs) hurry why (laughs) because we got we still got plenty of songs that we haven't used by the way, we haven't released an EP in five years. <laughs> well, that well, yeah, that's gonna happen. So we're in a band called Sherwood Forest. If you didn't know, you probably knew that. Can I explain the uh, po- podcast the podcast name? So yeah. a long time ago, like probably three years ago, Clifford and I were talking. <laughs> God bless you. Sorry, I have a cold. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but I was talking to Clifford. And I was like, or we were talking. I was like, Clifford. We yeah, we were both talking to Clifford, and <laughs> Clifford says to Clifford, what if we started a podcast? And Mitchell says, I, um, I think that's a great idea. Um, and I was thinking of names, and I came up with a bunch of stupid ones, and I can't remember if it was over text or in person, but I was like... It was in person. Okay, it was in person. We were like, like NPR at a show or something. Oh, that's right. And I was like, dude, I was like, pod- podcast name. I was like, so Sherwood Forest, podcast podwood forecast and you were instantly like that's the worst <laughs> name and i hate it it's so bad and i hate you and i i stabbed him i convinced you to like it it, it well took a you while. didn't really uh, it grew on me yeah, i don't I, think I you had really to keep, brought i had it to keep reminding like dude podwood forecast and after a while you're like you know what i like that it's like and then yeah. we, then we it was more of a, it wasn't really like that. It was more of like a regretful, I it, like, uh, I guess, yeah, it's yeah. growing on me. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue forecast. in a weird way. It's so stupid. It's but so dumb. No one's going to know what it means. That just, um, Unless, well, now they do. Yeah, they will now. But like, if you came into this, you're like, what is a podwood? <laughs> and forecast, it's like a weather thing. Is this a weather podcast? Yeah. <laughs> that would be unique. It There's sounds, never any of them. Podwood, that would be the worst idea for a podcast. Podwood sounds like a weird, like, city name somewhere. Like, welcome to Podwood. I don't know. That's a dumb town name. Podwood, I don't know. I'm yeah. just thinking, of, like, how dumb of an idea it would be to have a, a weather forecast podcast. Like, people would hear yeah, like, a hey podcast guys, today- <laughs> two days after it uploaded. Yeah, like, like today is going to rain. It's like... like well, it was two I days ago, so... <laughs> well, forecast is when you predict the weather beforehand, right? Like, incoming forecast. Yeah, but still, you could be late. It's like a week late, and it, like, <laughs> happened the day before. It's totally not the kind like, of podcast It looks like there's going to be a tornado coming through, and everyone's just already dead. <laughs> it's like, whoops, this is a... Should we post this episode? It's not the kind of podcast that you could go back and listen to. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, Unless the host is very charismatic. Yeah. Isn't there like a YouTube channel where there's this guy that li- all he does is just post about? I think I remember them talking about on a Sardonicast hmm. where it's this guy. Oh, yeah, you haven't been listening to them. No, it's, I'm behind a few. Yeah, they, they talked about because you know how Adam introduces every episode with this is so interesting to all the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> but 
he begins every episode by like copying another YouTuber's intro. Yeah, yeah. And he did that talking about using this guy who all he does is post about the weather. And the other guys on the podcast are like, we've never heard of this guy. He's like, oh, he's amazing. I'm insanely <laughs> curious. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's like the only source for the weather that I actually <laughs> go to. <laughs> I only trust him. Yeah. Now these corrupt weather forecasters on the news only trust independent <laughs> weathermen. I wonder if that's like a thing. Some like some weather people YouTuber. who are super, super passionate about the weather. And so they do it independently. And they're Dude, like, yeah. They're like, like, screw like TV weathermen. Like, it's they're like, corrupt. It's like Nightcrawler. Yeah. Uh, like, level of obsession. Yeah. That would be an interesting, excuse me, interesting film. He's like, inside of a tornado, like, trying to like, <laughs> determine when it's going to approach the city or whatever. Dude, yeah. That's stupid. It's a weather channel. Anyways, so, Midsummer. What time is it? 9 p.m.? That can't be right. The sky is blue. This is what 9 p.m. is like here. <laughs> How long have you two been together? Just over three and a half years. Four years. Really? Yeah. What do you think? It's like another world. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is it? It has special properties. What am I going through? We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate. I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. We only do this every 90 years. most excited for you to come. I didn't like it. <laughs> it's still, I thought about it a lot and there, um, there's a lot, a lot of things I like about it. But when it comes down to the story and mm. the motivations of the characters, that's when it loses me because they get there and all right. Let me just lay out the movie. Spoilers, by the way. Oh, yeah, um, spoilers. It's been out a while, so I feel like most people have seen it, or if you haven't seen it by now, you don't care. Um, That's true. The movie starts out great. I love the way it starts out. It's a great out. intro. It's dark. It's depressing. It's her parents acted very well. Her parents are killed by, her, by the suicidal daughter. Yeah, who kills herself along with them. Yeah, that's it's, that's yeah. how the movie starts. It's depressing, and then it's like this boyfriend. There's like this dilemma between the boyfriend and the girlfriend. It's like he doesn't want to date her, but then her sister and her parents just died. It's like he's not going to dump her now. It's like yeah. I can picture myself in a situation like that where it's like I can't dump her now. Like it's like I mean he was a jerk. I wouldn't actually be in that position, but I can see someone being in that position and being like, yeah. oh man. So it starts out great. You're really interested in the characters and the scenes where she goes to hang out with her friends are awkward and it's great. It's like super <laughs> awkward. It's you feel it. So and then much tension. We build them up well and then they go to the place and it's like interesting. But then it, it just kind of becomes like they stop developing the characters after that. My, with a few exceptions, there's like little mini parts, but it really just becomes like them walking around and then like a thing is weird and then they go and see this thing that's confusing and then they sleep <laughs> and then they go and see another thing that's like weird and it's just the whole movie just feels like it, it's building up and then it's a, a really long line where nothing happens and then the ending is just like woo up in the sky um the ending was pretty crazy and i wouldn't say that nothing happens though yeah like i, mean, I was on the edge of my the, seat throughout the whole movie honestly yeah. and i was too but the, i think the um, the problem with that is like even if i was on the edge of my seat the whole movie and i think by around the third act is when i started like realizing that I was annoyed was because I was on my edge of the seat the whole movie, but I never had a reason to get off the edge of my seat. Is your problem just the the whole finale? I think my problem was that... You were very annoyed by all the moaning, it, and the, that, I could tell. And that actually has like kind of grown... We saw it together, that's by That's actually way. grown on me in a weird way. Not the, the weird sex scene. I, that was just like, I couldn't take seriously, and I was laughing, but... 
Um, yeah. the, but the part where she's like screaming in unison with the people that that scene has actually kind of grown on me in like a weird messed up way. I'm like that was actually kind of like whoa. Well, yeah, because it is because it makes up. sense. And um, but the more um I think about heredit comparing it to Hereditary, which is so hard not to do. Hereditary um, definitely is the superior superior film, and I can yeah. say that I I watched it last night. Yeah, it's and on Amazon Prime. I was just mad because I remember. Prior to this film, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I was like, okay, like a lot of people are saying it's similar to Hereditary, so I was just kind of assuming that was going to involve like, oh, people are being tormented by this one thing throughout the film. I was like, so does that mean the movie's going to end with her like joining the cult and killing all her friends, and or yeah. like all her friends getting sacrificed, and it ends with her like smiling as all her friends are dying? I literally thought that to myself. I was like, yeah, it's going to end like with like the main girl. And especially the way it built it up, like, none of her friends liked her and stuff. And I was like, I feel like it's going to end with all them dying and she's going to be the only one. Because it's like, oh, she was the outcast. It just made sense. You are so much better at predicting things than I am. Yeah. But I was hoping. I was like, but that's so similar to how Hereditary ended. I'm like, there's no way he'll do that. But So I was on the edge of my seat the whole movie. Nothing happened. And then... It, it went exactly where I expected I wouldn't it to. say it's too similar, because throughout Hereditary, yeah. it doesn't happen to the main character. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen to the wife, uh, or um, what's the actress's name? I forget. Uh, um, oh, man. She did a great job in that film. Yeah, I'm forgetting too, but she is fantastic. Um, she, you know, ends up getting possessed. Yeah. And um, the... I... Like her, like slitting her throat in the attic, and like there was never like a moment. Okay, there yeah. was never really a moment like that in Midsummer where I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like, the suicide old people scene was like messed up, but I feel like it. Midsummer compared to Hereditary is definitely well. very it's tame yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and it's it's weird because I was thinking to myself, I was like, "Do I just not like slow paced movies?" But I that's so not true because Blade Runner and Blade Runner twenty forty nine are like. Probably some of my favorite movies of all well, time. Well, because it's not just about slow-paced so slow. films. Yeah. They're, you know, you have to like the film. You have to yeah. like the characters. Tony Collette, by the way. There that's you go. But, She's fantastic. But yeah, that's... Should have gotten some Oscar nomination or something oh, yeah. for that. Horror movies never get any slack at yeah, like, but, it, but yeah, shows. but the academies need to realize that these kinds of films... Are good. Like, A20, they need to pay attention to A24. A24 is on the rise right now, and... I would be surprised if... Especially like, because of, like, Hereditary and yeah, Midsummer. Like, they're getting a lot of big actors in yeah. the movies. And, like, they're getting some decently wide releases. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, and, like, we're getting The Lighthouse at our AMC here. I'm so I think it's just at all that. AMCs. And I was really worried that was going to be super limited. But we're at a point now where it seems like A24 films aren't that hard to see in theaters now. Yeah. Which is pretty exciting. For most of as them. As long as... Um, as long as no one's sucking their freaking fingers, <laughs> I should give context. Two times in a row, nah. I went to the movie theaters. First time, I went to go see John Wick 3 with my dad, which was fun, by the way. I liked it. Um, you can't talk about it because I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's fun. You know, action and decent story. That's all you need to know. But there's an old dude sitting to my left, like one seat away. He was every time he would take a bite of popcorn, he would lick the finger, lick the fingers off his salt. <laughs> he would lick the salt off his fingers, like, like do one of those, like in a cartoon. But he yeah. was so loud, and he did it the whole film. And I literally, people behind me were like, "Oh my god," like saying <laughs> that. And it was so obnoxious. It was so hard not to say anything. And I was like, "That has never happened." And if that ever, and then the second, again, I was like, "If this ever happens to me again, I'm gonna cry." When I went, we saw Spider Man yeah. Far From Home, and guess who was sucking their fingers <laughs> next to me? Some, some we girl. Don't know. <laughs> she was the thing was, she was a few seats down from us, but it, it was so loud. Yeah, and I was the funny thing crazy. is, is that I couldn't really hear it because I was blocking and like, but I could see that Mitchell was very vexed. By this whole thing, and I was like, I at Dude. one point stared at her for 10 seconds and tried <laughs> to get her to notice me. And I think she, I saw her eyes glance over, but she just didn't care. Yeah, she's she kept too, sucking she was her looking fingers. At Tom Holland, and had an, I heard other people going like, "Oh, like again too." It's like, how do you not know you're? Being yeah, I couldn't hear it though. But it's funny because like because I saw Mitchell was so 
bothered by it because you told me you're yeah. like someone's sucking their fingers again. You're a and good I thought friend. it was hilarious, and yeah. I was like, dude, I don't know if this is gonna do much, but if you want, you can just switch over to the other seat. And I was like, and, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then and then you did it. Yeah. And I like and then I could hear her. Yeah. You were like a sound barrier. <laughs> yeah, you were or able something. to hear her after. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, you need to move. And I was like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'll be all right. And then she did it again. I was literally just like, nope, I got up. I think I said it out loud too. I got up and I heard. And you did laugh. that help? Yeah, <laughs> I could still kind of hear her, but it, it must be I the acoustics in like a theater. Because yeah. I could not really hear her when you were on my left. Cause, yeah, cause I think eventually she she either chilled or the movie just got more exciting and more noisy yeah, <laughs> that I didn't it was notice. Probably it. that, but yeah. I don't understand how people Jake are Gyllenhaal. so oblivious. Like, it's one thing to be a loud, annoying eater in your own home, but. In public, in a movie theater, when you're around people, you can get napkins. Listen, listen to this. This is the sound of me getting licking a thing off my finger. Wow, you didn't hear it. <laughs> you didn't hear that because you don't need to inhale as you lick your finger. It's so easy to just use a napkin or to not. I also just think slurp. It's disgusting it's so because gross. you have to. You know, try the, to you be know when you like lick your finger and you like smell it. Uh, it what? Like, when you lick your finger and smell it. No, oh. no, not you know when when you do like. Oh, okay. There's a yeah. I thought you were just I'm like you ever just lick your finger and smell <laughs> it. No, but like there's. Mm. Which actually, I heard that um, if that if you're if you lick your finger and you smell it and it smells bad, that's how your breath smells. Oh that, yeah, that's totally. what I heard. That makes sense. So. But still, it's just disgusting to think about because I I don't like that. I don't like. Hand, fingers getting licked and then like they just leave it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, no. They just lick their fingers and they walk around and like shake hands and. Uh. Oh God! P- don't be gross. <laughs> Wash your hands. Don't get slurp your fingers in a movie theater. I don't care please. if you say it's eco friendly or not. Get a napkin. It's yeah. not friendly to humanity. They're being made anyway. Just You're use them. <laughs> it's fine. You'll be okay. Or at least just. You know, just wipe your just wipe hands. it on your jeans and yeah, and wash them when you get home. Yeah, Please. that's that's like, both eco friendly and humanity friendly. Yeah. Oh my god. And my sister went and saw Kristen. She went and saw Detective Pikachu, and she said there was this family behind her, and they had a big Kroger bag, and they kept passing it back and forth the whole movie. <laughs> and she said they all they were like three seats behind her, but they all smelled bad, and they kept talking during the movie like. There's a scene where they show Eevee, one of the Pokemon on TV, and she said every time a Pokemon appeared on screen, someone would like complain. They'd be like, Eevee has bigger eyelashes than that, <laughs> or something stupid. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god. It's, yeah. I was like, I can't emphasize enough how incredibly tedious of a movie experience it is when people are so oblivious to their surroundings because it's not just like i'm annoyed by a sound <laughs> for me personally it's just I, the distraction I get, yeah it's the distraction but for me on like a personal level i guess it, it, it becomes like how are people so insensitive yeah because I, I i start to look past the sound and just think of it as someone who doesn't care about anyone around them and i'm like that's so rude and they don't care <laughs> it's like they have to know that they're yeah. being rude but they just oh, it it bugs me. Yeah, we need to like. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can say. We need say. to create like an instructional video, like a VHS video, talking about uh, movie theater etiquette. Oh my god! And that'd dis- be so distribute amazing. it. Yeah. Don't <laughs> suck your fingers. It's just me saying that for twelve minutes. Um, but oh my god! Yeah, that's like my big, probably my biggest pet peeve on the planet is poor movie going etiquette. Yeah. Um, People being on their phones. I was I always so lucky th- when I saw Blade Runner 2049 and the crowd was dead silent the whole time. That's if, perfect. If anyone so much would have blinked too loud during that movie, I would have been mad. Because <laughs> that is a slow... It's a lot of Ryan Gosling walking <laughs> and nothing happening. But I like that. Um <laughs> and I can just I've been Maybe in movies where it's slow paced. Asleep. Yeah. Oh, and um a guy were you oh, was it you I was with? Um yeah, we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and mm-hmm. um a person next to me kept falling asleep and they were snoring. Yeah. There was someone next That's to me really, on my side that yeah, did that. And you. I was like, 
that probably goes to show what kind of movie this is. I loved it, by the way, but it it's definitely yeah. not for everyone because literally two people fell asleep and snored well, in our movie theater. We can talk about that once we conclude on Midsummer. Yeah. So I feel like that there's a lot more to say. But yes, movie oh my etiquette. God, we got sidetracked. <laughs> That's okay, though. That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. We don't have a structure. We're just, you know, we're just moving That's, along with the if flow. If you look up Podwood in the def- dictionary, the definition? <laughs> oh, I can't talk, man. Wait, are we talking about the name again? I thought we were talking about Midsummer. We'll, we we'll get back to that. Them. I was, I was going to make a joke. Like if you look up Podwood in the dictionary, it says, without linear structure. Oh. <laughs> it's not true, though. <laughs> God, don't ever. Don't ever. It was really good. <laughs> wow, Walking Phoenix? <laughs> Wait, what? In, in the building? It's, oh, the Did Joker. You God, you ruined my joke. I'm sorry. Midsummer. So, um, I'm sorry. Right, no, one thing. Let me talk about the positives real quick. Okay. Um, I know I'm talking a lot this episode, but I'm passionate about hating things. Apparently, <laughs> you hate this. Uh, you no, hate it? No, no, no. I hate parts of it. Okay. Overall, as a package, it's like a five out of ten movie to me, which is super neutral. It's like I don't like it, but I don't dislike it either. Um, hmm. I copy YMS's rating scale, where five. Think of it like a line graph. It's Five is the middle of the line. Yeah. And as soon as it goes above that, that's where I start liking a movie. So like a six out of ten is good for me. A four out of a ten. A six is out of ten th- could be like a guilty pleasure or yeah. something. A five out of ten is like I didn't like it or there was so many things I liked, but so many things I disliked that it like balances out hmm. on a scale. And it usually means it's a movie I wouldn't ever want to rewatch again too. Mm-hmm. Um when you start getting down to like the two and one out of tens, that's when it's like so bad that I would rewatch it because of how horribly funny it was for being bad. But like four and five is like, it was just bad or like, I didn't really like, I, it didn't. I think you could give, uh, to go back to what you said, I think you could give like a, like a movie that's so bad that it's good. I think you could give it a high rating. Yeah. I definitely would. Like I would just, give just based on entertainment yeah. uh, level. But yeah, anyways, so Midsummer. So Midsummer, the things I liked, um, the music is incredible, the cinematography, the the color grading, the outdoor um, look, the lighting, it's beautiful. The, the attention to detail, like when they take drugs and like the attention to detail in the background or little background images that even you missed one of. There's like a part, um, remember spoilers, um, <laughs> where she becomes the May Queen or whatever, and they put her up on the circular wooden thing, and they're carrying her away. And it, it's a shot from there's, the side, and there's the trees behind her, and one yeah, of the trees is literally like shaped like a human face, like the which leaves. I did not notice that. Yeah, I remember noticing that. I and, think you were on drugs. And this probably. <laughs> and this is um, no, I'll, I'll save this criticism until I'm done with the good parts. But there's a lot of like things like that: the music, the acting, um, the first like quarter of the movie i loved um and you know the effects and everything were fantastic um but the thing with the details is i kept noticing things throughout the movie like there's the beginning where she has her drug trip and she goes in that little um little wooden and this is like when they just arrive in sweden she goes in that little cabin lights a candle because she's like freaking out she's on drugs she looks in the mirror and you see the like there's like a bleeding little girl in the mirror behind her and she yeah. freaks out and leaves. And that's like when they find her like the next day asleep in the field. And so there's like all these like weird things you notice. And that's a part I really liked about hereditary was if you look enough around the screen, you'll notice something has like been there the whole time. And it's like, Oh yeah. Um, and this movie had some of that and like the tree thing. And there's a lot of hidden imagery and I feel like it was all just there to be like, ominous but it didn't really lead anywhere like in hereditary it was used because it's like oh this is like gonna affect them <laughs> later but here it was well done and interesting but it didn't mean anything hmm. at least as far as i can see um, maybe just to make like you it was uncomfortable. creepy yeah and it was like made me uncomfortable but i think just for the story it felt like um like, oh look at this like if you notice this that's cool but i just don't hmm. know what uh, uh, the point of a lot of things were there was some plot stuff like when they started bickering at each other over the paper thing. Oh, we write the paper about this. No, I am. And like, (laughs) and then they just like all die. I I didn't care about that. They didn't really talk about it that much in the beginning of the movie. So they kind of mentioned it, I think, but it's mentioned what the paper thing. Oh yeah. The thesis. 
And it just felt like it came out of nowhere and it became such a focus for like 20 minutes of the movie, I feel like. I don't think it came out of nowhere. I think they were talking about it a lot with the at the beginning with yeah. the one character because that was like his, you know, one of the big reasons why he wanted to go yeah. to Sweden. But I thought it would, because it's like, oh, we go there for... It's like our intent is to write this paper about it, but then you think, well, stuff is going to go so crazy or they're going to get so into this place that it's like they would forget about school. But then, like, you're over halfway through the movie and they're, like, fighting over the thesis still. And I'm just like, I don't care. I'm like, I want to know about this. It's like, and I think what they could have done with that is instead of the drama, I don't know why they felt the need to force this drama between those two characters. I mean, maybe it's realistic, like, whatever you know, I think Prince it was Baker. just to cause division yeah uh, it's probably know. a part of the theme because you kind of see that the the main the boyfriend is kind of like it's it seems obvious that he just doesn't care about other yeah. people really and he's very selfish yeah totally and they they definitely did a good job making him pretty unlikable and um, there was a part I liked where it does make the thesis an active part of the story where um, the friend who was going to write it first goes and he's talking to the elder guy about that book and he's like, what's this mean? And he's like, can I take pictures of it? And he's like, no! And they say it was written by the inbred kid who's like, face is all messed up. Which yeah, well... They kind of randomly... It sh- currently is. It's yeah. like this whole currently, tradition yeah. that they're all written yeah. by an inbred. And I so. liked that they used the thesis thing to let us figure out more about this society, but I feel like they didn't do that enough. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the movie should have been them going around and they can use that as a storytelling tool for them to inquire about this community. And instead of them just going there asking questions, like it kind of gives the, it would have given the characters more of a reason and they did it a bit, but I feel like they could have used it more and it just kind of became more about, um, they're mad at each other because they're writing it on the same place. And uh, I feel like it just felt weirdly unfocused. And not that I could make a better movie, because I couldn't. I really couldn't make a better movie <laughs> if I tried. Um, sure you could. But, <laughs> but um, it just fell over the place, and I I was metaphorically looking at my watch a bit in. Um, and then stuff started going down, and I knew exactly where I was going to go. And when it ended exactly how I thought it would end, I just felt disappointed. Cause, and I think this is where a lot of the negativity comes from, because I liked that I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Mm-hmm. But then the thing I was anticipating like disappointed me, so I felt like the whole journey was like a waste of time in a way. Mm. Not literally a waste of, I'm glad I watched it, but it's like I would never watch this again, because I won't be on the edge of my seat now that I know it ends this way. So I feel like... It's one of those movies where it's like you watch it once and if it, it would be not fun to watch it again. And yeah. other people, I can understand getting tons more out of rewatches on this. But for me, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Well, I want to talk about why I liked it. Yes. But right after this break, we'll be, we'll be right back. talking about Midsommar. Yes. Which is how I always like to pronounce it. I don't know if that's correct or not. It's not really. But um, what is the director's name? Ari Aster. Um, Ari Aster. Mm-hmm. I knew it was two AAs and I keep yeah. on wanting to say Aziz Ansari. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I know that it's And then totally there's that movie uh, like Add a Straw. There's a lot of like AAs yeah. like, in the world right now. Um, Midsommar... He's only directed two films, right? 
He's worked on some films, but in terms of directing, it's I'm pretty sure it's only in terms of feature length films, it's Hereditary and Midsummer right now. Okay, yeah, and um, I used I did think that he directed The Witch, but he did not. I remember for a while I thought that too, just because The Witch and Hereditary were very similar. like until Midsummer came out. Yeah. Or it might have been before. So I remember you mentioned that. I've, I was like, oh, yeah. I had been thinking for the longest time that Hereditary was the same director. Yeah. But when they when they announced Midsummer, I was like, oh, wait. Oh, so they're different. And then the same guy, for The yeah. Witch, is directing The Lighthouse or directed The Lighthouse. Which I'm so I'm really excited. excited but for. here's the thing, though, is that a lot of the – all three of those movies have are very similar – yeah, it's especially like with their endings. Core group of people being terrorized by some kind of like thing they're not familiar with. <coughs> they're like uh, almost a fish out of water scenario where and it, it's like this thing they don't know how to deal with yeah. terrorizes them all, and then it ends. Which, with... to be fair, that describes a, a lot, lot of horror, horror movies. movies. Yeah. But these films are very. I would almost call it like put these in as a trilogy but they're yeah. not related really they all end with like one character like joining the evil force at the end yeah in some but way. here's the thing um because i was thinking about this earlier hereditary is a little different yeah because it's more about like possession yeah like um peter i think that's his name the son he becomes well, both he and the mom become possessed in some way. Yeah. Uh, he gets possessed by uh, King Paimon, who mm-hmm. is a a demon, a spirit, which, by the way, he's that's like a real thing. I did research. It's like a... Yeah, I remember... It's I think, really creepy. Don't go down that rabbit hole, because <laughs> yeah. it's really weird. I think I remember we talked about that after we saw it, actually. I, I didn't know that until... Yeah. It was like a bit after we saw it. I remember you mentioned like it was like a real thing. And but then... yeah, so this uh, the son, who's not really the main central character, but he's like one of the... He's like a sub-main character. He becomes possessed by King Paimon, and I think the mother at some point becomes possessed by him as well. Oh. But he just transfers himself over to Peter because he needs a male body. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so to be fair, these characters are not consciously joining some That's cult true. or whatever. They're yeah. just being possessed, which you could argue that if you've seen Hereditary... Which I guess we should have said spoilers for Hereditary, but I'm sorry. Too bad. People have seen it by this point. That's another thing where I'm like, if you haven't seen that movie at this point, you probably... Unless you saw that it was on Amazon Prime and you're like, I'm going to watch it tonight. And then you listen to this podcast and you're like, well, yeah. great. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> sorry. Um, Too what bad. was I saying? Oh, yeah. You could argue that the it's the mother's fault because she was the one who um, kind of invited the whole thing by having this... Um, by trying to call on the spirit of her deceased daughter, Charlie. Yeah. That's kind of what started everything. Mm-hmm. But I would argue that it's a little different, but still yeah. very similar. Definitely in terms of theme, it's like told differently, but on just like with an exterior, like looking at it kind of way. It's, yeah. It's shaped the same way, but the organs are different. You know? <laughs> it's held together differently, but yeah. And on just like a, point a to point b kind of way it's structurally very similar which i was watching a youtuber saying they they were praising midsummer but they're like the next thing that he does it he needs to try something different yeah because it's gonna be because that was my problem was this movie ended up being so predictable at the end i'm like he needs to do something different with his next one so i don't know how his next so yeah and that's (laughs) yeah and that's where i want i want to talk about my perspective of the film um I don't know. You're just better at like predicting endings or like yeah. Because we saw Mother and you totally spoilers for Mother. Yeah, you totally knew like Halfway almost the whole the movie. time yeah. that that it was an allegory for like the Bible and I for, knew like, I started out f- and yeah. Such. I started out <laughs> thinking it was um <clears throat> uh, like metaphorical for like the human body and I thought maybe it, it was met you know, symbolizing like illness or cancer or something. And then it came to a point where, um, it was the scene where 
their son shows up and then the other son shows up and one son kills the other. That's yeah. when I was like, wait, that's like Cain and Yeah, Abel. I totally did not catch that. And so on. I noticed that, but I was like, maybe there's only going to be hints. And then I started realizing, I was like, wait a second. And then it came <laughs> I did to not the part... catch on until I, yeah. I watched a review As soon afterwards. as um, the... Or you might have told me. As soon as... Um, let me, I'm trying to think of the scene it was. Um, and I don't want to linger too long. Yeah, it, I just want to mention this one part, but it, <clears throat> it was as soon as the people sat on the sink and it like flooded the house and everyone left, that's when I was like, oh, I get it now. The whole like, time yeah. I was watching... Which, by the way, Mother is a good movie. I don't care what anyone says. It's... I. I blame the marketing for the film because yeah. everyone thought it was a horror movie. That shouldn't have been um, a... I mean, I'm glad it was a wide release in a way because maybe more people saw it and enjoyed it. because of Jennifer one. Lawrence. Yeah, but um, that movie is meant for a very small demographic. Yeah. Mother is a good movie. I think if you like films like Hereditary and The Witch or Midsummer, I think Mother is right up your alley. Um, but um, the whole time I was watching the movie, I was like, what the... What the heck is going on here? Yeah, and then like after the movie, Mitchell's like, "Oh, it was a it was an allegory." It was for the Bible. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah," and oh. you know why I'm and so, I felt so stupid. That was one of my favorite moments watching a movie, um, because I I figured everything out without watching. Because I, I I'll I'll admit I'm one to if I don't understand a movie, I'm just gonna watch YouTube videos about about it. Well, yeah, because I yeah. want. But with Mother, as soon as I left the theater, I was like in the car i saw it with one of my friends and i was like dude that was the bible and he was like what and i felt really cool that i caught on to that myself and then i looked online and i was like it's totally like the more i thought about it and then as soon as the you know they gave birth to the son and he dies and stuff i was like jesus mm-hmm. okay i was like this is so obviously the bible um, yeah see i have to do that a lot with like films that i don't really understand at first i yeah. had to do that for freaking the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, really? For the last, it was for the last story. I was oh. like, "What the heck was that ending?" Yeah. And, and then I realized that it, it was, an, you know, an allegory for death or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, another <laughs> movie. Totally getting off topic. Uh, Midsummer. Yes. So I liked Midsummer for all the reasons that you gave. Yeah. Technically, is it is an amazing film. Technically, filmmaking wise. Yeah. I I gave so I since I've joined the app Letterbox or is it Letterboxed? Yeah, with it's Letterbox D. Yeah, <laughs> Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Check it out. It's like IMDb, but very much more user based. And you can like follow your friends and like every and like yeah, other and it's not like littered with like celebrity worship. Yeah, and all that. It's movie review social media. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. It's great. Um. You should follow me on there. I post reviews. <laughs> um, but um, so I base my ratings off of that. It's like, it's a five, the five star rating. Yeah. I gave Midsummer four stars. Yeah. And so translated right, to 10, that's eight out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I think a lot of like the technical aspects of the film is it's getting really dark in here. I'm just saying. Let me turn uh, the light on. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep. There you go. Oh, maybe not. Nope. Okay. We're in the dark. <laughs> um, cool. Anyways. Ironic that since we're talking about Midsummer. <laughs> wow. So um, technically, I th- just based on all those things alone, I think it's at least deserving of three and a half, honestly. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed, I had it enjoy, well, I, I won't say enjoyable. Yeah. Th- one of the ways that I decide whether a film is good or not is mm-hmm. if it makes if it intentionally makes me feel something. Yeah. Like if I am like disgusted at a movie yeah. for all the wrong reasons, then it's a terrible movie. But this film made me so uh I was so tense mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie and like very very weirded out yeah. by a lot of it. But I knew that that's what the film's intentions were. Mm-hmm. And so to that, I say, I say, a well, I gave it four stars, so like A minus. Yeah. Um, and I don't, all the points that you made about like storyline and such, mm-hmm. I didn't, I don't Which, remember. That's all more of like a, what I want in a movie. Um, if, I, if I'm being real, if I look at this movie outside of my personal taste, I really don't think it fails at doing anything really. Yeah. I think, um, it's 
probably technically even story-wise good and i'm sure it's exactly the way Ari Aster wanted to make it but for me just personally <laughs> i like to feel meaning and purpose in a movie and a story like with Blade Runner it's really slow and a lot of people think it's boring but that movie goes somewhere that's enthralling and it, yeah. it pays off and you're like whoa um and it makes you think um and with this movie um when i go back and think about all the the slow tension things uh i feel like a lot of it ended up not really going anywhere um, so it's kind of hard to go back on that movie and think about all the things that happened throughout the movie and feeling like it didn't connect to the ending that much. Like, what was the point of this and that? And the whole time I was like, even though I'm confused right now, or I'm like kind of bored See, a little bit, I'm like, things... it's all going to pay off. And like, it's all, I'm, I'm going to look back and be like, oh, that's what that meant. But I didn't get that. See, I feel movie. like all the weird stuff that happened throughout the film was just a part of yeah how weird the whole cult was. I think they wanted it to be like if you were there with them because in real life, it's not like real life has A, B, C plot. It's just things happen and then something messed up happens. And I think yeah. that's kind of what it was going for. It's like you're with the gang and stuff happens randomly. It's not like, you know, real life doesn't have a storyline plot pace, you know? And I think he wanted to give it that grounded feel, but that I like movies to feel like movies and to feel like, Everything kind of has a purpose in some way, and uh, not just to do something. Which just I, I think I would just disagree. Yeah, uh, with you on there saying for for certain that, kinds of movies, for certain kinds. Well, of movies. I would disagree that the things littered throughout the film, all the weird stuff, was purposeless. Yeah, I think, or it probably wasn't purposeless, but just the way it was done made it feel like it at the end because. At the end of the day, you can... Like I said, I think it all was just adding up to like making yeah. sure the audience knew that this this cult or whatever was not as it seemed. Yeah, definitely. And it's pretty messed up. Even though they did, like... It is pretty obvious once you see those two old people jump off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, I almost... I, I actually wish... That I hadn't seen trailers for Midsummer. I do too because, you know, the whole time I, th- you're you know something messed up's about to happen with these people, but they spend so much time building up to it, and that's not the fault of the movie. That's just trailers. And there's one yeah. other thing I want to point out, and then I'm done nitpicking because I've said all I really <laughs> need to say about this movie. But um, another thing that kind of weirded me out is I remember the trailer, like the thumbnail, one of the trailers was like the inbred boy and his lips all like, and he's like, whoa, who's this like weird kid? And I thought he was going to be really integral and they introduced him really randomly with a super close up, and yeah. then they don't show him again. And it was weird. And well, I kind of, I kind of li- start talking about like yeah. the writings of the scene. And I kind of liked that. I was like, oh, what, what? It's like the first random imagery we get. And it's just this messed up looking boy there. <laughs> and, but then they don't really go back to it. And then it's like, oh, we wrote this book and they kind of show him in the background. And I'm like, this boy is going to be really important. And then, you know, not really. I like, mean, I feel I like think... he wasn't at the at near the end of the movie. It felt like that he didn't really need to be in it. I mean, well, that whole narrative with like the sacred text is more just like just to get it builds the, the world killed off. Yeah, to get that because the one guy gets killed because he took pictures. Well, I assume because he took pictures, he broke into that place. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Um, one other thing that I will say is, okay, so I, in conclusion, Mitchell didn't like it. Yeah. I, well, I, I liked say... it. I want to go back. I would say I was neutral on it. Because okay. I, I, I did like a lot about it, but I equally disliked things about it. So at the end of the day, I would say it's fine. Okay, well. It's okay. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, enjoy is a weird word. But uh, I kind of... Once it comes back out again, like on DVD, I do want to watch it again just to, I guess, just to finalize my opinion yeah. on it. Which I might have to right do. Right now, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm hovering over four stars. Yeah. Um, I will say that, um, just, just parting words, uh, Florence Pugh, or Puh, I don't know. <laughs> She's the main actress. I think she was great. Yeah, I, I hope she gets more work. I I hope to see her... I kind of she kind of looks like she could be like the next Jennifer Lawrence, <laughs> I think, uh, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah, um, I'm I'm personally not... a fan of Jennifer Lawrence. I like her. I like her work. Yeah, she's maybe a good not, actress. Maybe not a whole lot of her off camera stuff, but yeah, 
But anyways, Florence Puh Pugh, the main actress in it, I think she did a great job, especially when you watch the intro to the yeah, whole movie. Yeah, definitely. She was really great. And my closing thoughts on the movie oh, I will probably <laughs> surprise you, actually. Uh, I want, Loved it! <laughs> I, 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 you'll probably be surprised when I say I want everyone to go see this movie because I, even though this movie underwhelmed me and I didn't love it, I'm still glad a movie like this can be made and can be so popular. Yeah. Ari Aster, whether you like his style or not, um, it's cool that his like Hereditary and Midsummer got so popular because nowadays, I'm going to quote Red Letter Media here, movie theaters are becoming Disney museums. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everything is about is owned by Disney. Everything feels the same. And it's really refreshing. And, and once upon not, a time, it's Illumination Studios. Yeah. Or it's just everything is the crap. same. And it's really nice that A24 can come out and Ari Aster can make a movie like Hereditary and Midsummer, and tons of people will go to see it. And even though this movie I personally didn't like, a lot of people did love it and get something out of it. And I encourage you to go see it because you'll get something out of it that I didn't maybe. And I want more movies with originality and creativity to be made. Yeah, because you got to give it that. And just because I didn't like it doesn't mean it shouldn't be made. And I want more movies like this to be made because maybe in the future they'll be done differently in a way I like. But movies aren't just for me. They're for everyone. And this was original and creative. And I like that a director like this is getting a really big spotlight. And I want more original, creative, good cinematography, good writing, good acting. I'm sick of... Yeah. And I liked all... I go and see the Marvel movies, Amen. but I... <laughs> but you are I part want, of the problem. I want more... I want more originality. And this movie is bringing that along with... Uh, good segue, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Another quote from Red Letter Media, it feels like Quentin Tarantino is like the last, one of the last few directors that can make something, and no matter what it is, theaters will be packed. Like, yeah. This was his most successful opening for any of his movies ever. Really? And it, which is wow. weird, because I feel like this is his most challenging movie to watch, in a way, because it's so slow and yeah. and mature and grounded until the finale. Yeah. Spoilers um, for Once Upon a Time in yeah. Hollywood. But um, Quentin Tarantino is also one of a kind, and I'm really stoked that his movie is I wonder still if it's the, the fact that it's um, both Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt together. Oh, I'm sure that helped, yeah. I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio alone, like, this is like his first film since The Revenant. Yeah. Which, speaking That's of The Revenant, crazy. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, yes. That f- <laughs> makes me think of that famous peeing scene in yeah. The Revenant. Sorry, I just got hit out of nowhere. It's okay. I'll be back. It's all right. I really have to go pee. I'm doing the pee-pee dance. I'm doing the pee-pee dance. I'm doing the pee-pee dance. Do you have to go pee? Are you doing the pee-pee dance? Are you doing yeah, I'm the- back. Wait, I was just starting. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> Mitchell's back. <coughs> we were talking about Leonardo da Vinci, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the fact that this is his first film since The Revenant, which seems crazy. I, wait, have you noticed? He did like a documentary. That doesn't count, then. He did like a uh, an eco-friendly documentary yeah. about like climate change or whatever. Yeah. It's talking like like your typical like theatrical movie, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting how popular he is, and that he hasn't like, um, which I've heard a couple people say this, so I'm I'm definitely not coming up with the original thought here, but it's it's kind of cool that he's one of those actors nowadays that people like I need to go see that just because he's in it. Yeah. Yet he hasn't gone and been in like a Marvel movie or something yet. Yeah. Like he, I feel like he's only he has ever not sold out. I feel like he's. Only in really good movies. Pretty much. I'm trying to think of a movie he's been in that I don't like at all. I've never seen Titanic. I mean, I'm sure it's that's like a probably an objectively great movie, but I don't know if I'd like it, but it's probably good. I don't I know. I mean, it's, it's an iconic <laughs> movie. I, yeah. I, I'm talking like a critically panned movie, you know, that like yeah. no one likes. True, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting how he's... 
You know, I, I've realized is that we've kind of like movie stars are kind of dying out. Yeah, it's um, they're all just they're Marvel actors. Yeah, like, and a Star lot... Wars doesn't really even have any like. And I feel like a lot of uh, movies are trying to create like. Um, a lot of movies maybe try to bring back an actor or bring in new actors and stuff. And for me personally, I have my own movie stars. Like I'll see anything with Robert Pattinson or like Willem Dafoe or, um, I'll see most things with Jake Gyllenhaal. He's not always in good movies though, but he's still one of my favorite actors, but I still haven't seen quite a few of his movies. Um, Walking Phoenix. Like there are those actors where I'll see a movie with them in it just cause they're in it. Yeah. Um, but in terms of big movie stars where like it's a blockbuster movie just because of an actor, that's like rare, you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio and like Brad Pitt, maybe Tom Cruise to an extent. Uh, Brad Pitt. On a more like casual level, you know? Because Brad Pitt. Because like who would have seen the mummy? Like who would have seen the mummy? Well, a lot of people saw World War Z just because of Brad Pitt, you know? That's what I mean. Not that oh, they're always okay. in good movies, but people go to see these movies. True. On like a huge level, just because of an actor, despite yeah. it being good or not. Um, so, because I'm like, no one would have seen the Mummy if Tom Cruise wasn't in it. No one would have seen World War Z if Brad Pitt wasn't in it. Yeah. Um, so, and that was like the highest grossing movie of his career. I don't know because World War Z was still like was running on the hype of zombie. Yeah, of, true. Of the zombie thing. So people might might have seen it. Yeah, maybe not as many. Um, I've heard a lot of people saying that. Um, that once upon a time in Hollywood, it's their favorite. A lot of people have said that it's Leonardo DiCaprio's best performance. Would you agree with that? I think uh, it's probably maybe at least in his top five. Maybe I don't think it's his best. I think it's really good. Yeah, but I don't think it's like like it's not as I probably like his Django and Change performance more. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> clearly. Um, and my literally hot t- loses blood over that film. My hot, yeah. My hot take well, is that. Can you move your phone? Because I think it's causing some oh, interference yeah. or something. How's that? That should be okay. Okay. Sorry, um, everyone. It's all good. My my hot take is that even though he won an Oscar for The Revenant, that's actually like one of his least impressive performances on an acting level. On I a don't physical know. level, it's pretty his best because he had to like do all this crazy stuff. But in terms of acting, he didn't. It was very minimalistic, and that's good, and that's not a bad thing. I love that movie, um, but on an acting level, I don't know. I that's, I, that's I kind of beg like, to differ. Yeah, I think he was great in the Revenant. Oh, very... I mean, he's great in it, but in turn, I don't think it's but like even his on best. an acting level. I think he yeah. was great. Like so, like it's kind of hard to word it because it's like I'm, I'm not trying to say he wasn't good in that movie. I just think that. That's such a minimalistic performance. It's done great, but it's so mm-hmm. minimalistic that I wouldn't say it's like his best performance. You know what I mean? Like there's mm-hmm. other movies where he gets to do more, thus like it's a better acting performance where this one was just more like impressive in a way. Yeah. I mean, um, I will agree that a lot of people like before he ever won the Oscar, a lot of people were like there were so many other films that he should have won the Oscar for. Yeah. And I think I probably would agree. Mm-hmm. Um, just like thinking back on films before The Revenant, um, like one of my all-time favorite films is What's Eating Gilbert. Great. Oh, Great. yeah. Granted, he was younger mm-hmm. in that movie. I think he was younger than he was in Titanic. Which almost arguably um, makes it more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he was a nominee for like Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. And he didn't win. I don't know who he lost to, but it's very surprising because he's so convincing in that role. Oh, yeah, totally. And he does such a good job. So he, He's also been the lead in like a lot of like huge directors' movies. Um, who was it... Who directed Titanic? James James Cameron. Yeah, I was about to say. I want. I was gonna say James Cameron, but I was like, <laughs> wait. I didn't want to be wrong. But it was James Cameron. Right. But so he's been the lead in a James Cameron movie. He's been the lead in a Christopher Nolan, a Martin Scorsese, a Quentin Tarantino. It's like he's been the lead in like a lot of. He picks the best big dudes. It's just obvious. Who well, the best picks Wolf him? Wall technically, Street. Martin Scorsese. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. He. Which that's probably my. Probably my favorite performance from him. Yeah, yeah. See, he. Why didn't he win an Oscar for that? 
because the Oscars suck. Yeah, honestly. They I really do. Be, they I really shouldn't. have no significance. It's hard not to pay attention to them because they're such... They provide more work for people when they win awards, yeah, and arguably, you feel, and you want people you feel you affirmed like. when things that you yeah. like win. Exactly, and it's like we know that it's biased, and people don't really watch all the movies or care, and they just want to like please certain people, and they're not making like objective decisions. But, yeah, and the ceremonies but, just always suck. Yeah, but except you, for uh, you still want to when Andy Samberg yeah. did it. That was funny. Yeah, true. But um, but you always want to be affirmed in some way, and you want someone to win because then people who may not watch them will watch them because it's like oh they won an award. So. Yeah. Plus, it's all about um, it's all about the politics. I'm I'm not talking about like politics, but like there's a politics to the yeah, academy, like the literal where, like, like clockwork of how the they function. Yeah, because it's not whether you win an Oscar is not just dependent on how well you do in the movie. It's mm-hmm. also dependent on how well you market yourself. Yeah, because you gotta get like your name out there. You gotta make sure that everyone knows about Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and then everyone's gonna vote for it to win. And it's like people that are watching these movies, they get sense, and it's like it's not really a lot of. Uh, I'm going to sound pretentious. It's a lot, a lot of casual moviegoers, I feel like, end up being the people who vote for the Academy and they get sent, uh, you know, they get sent the film to their home and they watch it. And it's like these people are voting on best sound design, best editing, but they're like watching it on a TV with bad speakers and they're going to vote on best sound design instead of. Yeah. So it, it's like kind of, a, it's cheap because. People are like, I don't know anything about sound design. That gunshot sounded real, or oh, I don't know anything about editing, but oh, it's it's edited all right. And <laughs> they see one scene where it's like a camera's moving around. They're like, that's editing, um, and <laughs> those graphics are really good. Uh, so it's just stupid, and it's people that don't really know what the categories are. Like Bohemian Rhapsody objectively did not have the best editing like that's just i've not seen it but i've seen clips of it it's just truth like there's one scene that you could say i think the only reason one best editing is because of the recreation of like the concert and how well it was but that's not editing that's just well editing was only a little portion of what created that whole scene like i think of editing i think of an edgar wright movie i will say i was very happy that rami malek won the academy award yeah um I mean, I never saw Bohemian Rhapsody, but Mr. Robot is one of my he's all-time a great actor. favorite he, he deserves, running shows. He deserves an award for yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, he's won awards for Mr. Robot, so... Yeah. Just based on the... He, he was good in that movie. That movie yeah. is um, not that great, but I liked Rami Malek a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he should have won an Oscar for his role in Night at the Museum. That was just... Masterpiece. <laughs> Wait, he was in that? Oh yeah. Oh my. You never seen God, it? No, I haven't seen. I've seen it, but not in a long time. Oh man, I used to love those films. Who did he play? He was uh, the Egyptian like pharaoh. Oh, you're right. Holy crap. Yeah, I haven't seen those since they came out. That's basically. like why I watched Mr. Robot. Because, oh really? Like, me and my sister were wow. fans of Remy Malik, and I heard Remy Malik's. Well, we were a fan of him in Night at the Museum. Yeah. I think my sister had a crush on him because of his big. <laughs> puppy eyes yeah um and i saw like oh that's the dude from night at the museum he's got his own <laughs> show now and i wonder so if that anyone's that's the it. dude from night at the museum <laughs> i feel like you're probably the only uh, well only i will person. say that that was the first ben stiller movie i ever saw because i was yeah. a kid and i didn't watch any of them yeah we were stuff. young when those came out that's true they're um, objectively very enjoyable i like I them i have it. fond memories of them even the third one like i s- saw the third one as like a grown-up yeah. And I cried because it's, it's the finale. Yeah. Anyways, uh, now Oscar, we're going to put Nine to Museum in the title, too. <laughs> yeah. Have Oscar Isaac and uh, Rami Malek been in a movie together? I feel like they no, need... No, but they should. I feel like they need to be. I don't know why. See, that although I haven't been a fan of his role in Star Wars, so he is good. one of my favorite actors. I'd say him... Walking Phoenix is like my favorite right now He's, because I've been watching a lot too, of movies yeah. with him and I just love him. Walking Phoenix... Rami Malek, Oscar Isaac, which is weird because they're all like, wait, no. I was going to say they're all like olive-skinned dudes, but <laughs> that is definitely not Walking Phoenix. He is so pale. Yeah. Especially in Gladiator. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, so we're going to 
we're going to conclude this discussion right now. Yeah. Um, probably go back to it in the next episode, which not sure when that'll be out. Probably in like a week or so. Yeah. We don't know. We're using um, Anchor anchor.fm for uh, podcasting and that's really great that we're able to do this all for free heck yeah so check out anchor.fm if you want to host your own podcast so, yes um last minute thoughts uh me and mitchell are in a band short forest go check us out on spotify facebook follow us on instagram and twitter yeah. We're trying to get more followers on there. Yeah, you can follow um, me at Mitchell Musics. And you can follow me at uh, Clifford Close, except the I is replaced with a 1. So C-L-1-F-F-O-R-D-C-L-O-S-E. You can follow me. I post a lot of movie reviews and music review type stuff. Yeah. And just a bunch of other random crap because, of course, it's Twitter. Yeah. And then you can uh, find our letterbox as well, probably through our Twitter. My, my, yeah, my Twitter handle is the same as my uh, letterboxed. I'm pretty handle. sure mine is as well because it's linked to. Mine my isn't linked because I started my letterboxed account before I started my Twitter account. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll let post me join them. Yeah, I'll just post a letterbox tweet just in case. But yeah. Yeah, and we'll probably put links in the show notes. Yeah. So yeah, and this isn't this isn't gonna strictly be a, mu- a movie podcast. But no, no, no. We, we just t- we're, there's a lot of movie stuff to talk about. Yeah, but we love so. movies and music, and those will probably be the main things yeah. that we tend a lot to of talk pop about. Pop culture type stuff. Yeah, we could talk about video games. A pop culture talk- podcast. <laughs> oh, wow, so unique. So We could talk about how I've been uh, playing Red Dead Two again. But yeah, video games. That's for another that. podcast. Anyways, we love you, um, and we hope you love us back. We hope that you're saying right now to your phone or whatever you're listening to the podcast, we hope that you're saying, I love you too, Clifford I don't. and Mitchell. I don't want that at all. I do. Disgusting. I need more love in my life. Anyways, bye. See ya. <laughs>